Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Heel Squad, happy Throwback Thursday. It's Kelsey, and I'm coming to you from the Connecticut studio, and I'm here to tell you, you do not want to miss today's episode. It is a beautiful chat show from Maria. She's given advice on career, being an entrepreneur, life advice. She gives amazing advice on burnout. Ooh, something I know a lot of us struggle with. So tune in, enjoy, and please, if it speaks to you, share with a friend, share with a family member, share with someone else who you think could benefit. And keep listening and loving. We love you, Heel Squad. You keep us going. Enjoy and enjoy the rest of your day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every single day. Our quote for today, fearlessness is not the absence of fear. It's the mastery of fear. It's about getting up one more time than we fall down. Damn, Ariana Huffington. Right? Oh, that's like Ariana meets Rocky. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So good. Right? Fearlessness is not the absence of fear. It's the mastery of fear. That is so good. We should have her back on the show just to talk about that. Amen. Because I I think what she's saying is, is... You got to figure out how to move past the fear to get to what you want. Like George Adair, one of my favorite quotes was, everything you want is on the other side of fear. You guys know I love putting myself in scary situations. I thrive in that kind of sink or swim moment. Um, Doesn't mean I, I mean, I like it and I don't like it, right? It's a very complex thing. Um, But it's, it's, it's the mastery of fear is maybe how to use it um, to propel you forward, how to manage it. Um, and it's, getting, it's about getting up one more time than we fall down. And that's, you know, Bob Backlund, my, my friend and wrestler, always says, you never lose unless you quit. And it really is the truth. When I was growing up and I started dreaming about being in this business and making it, making it big someday, I always thought to myself, well, 
When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. If I make all the right choices, like I would envision a ladder And I would envision myself kind of climbing that ladder and I would think of the people ahead of me are going to make poor choices. (laughs) Someone's going to date the wrong person. Someone's going to start doing drugs. Someone's going to, they're going to make poor choices and they're going to fall. And I'm just going to keep on climbing, just keep on steady and keep making good decisions after good decisions and staying as like as good and on the straight and narrow as I can. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you don't make little teeny mistakes or whatever, but I'm really gonna, I also used to say I'm gonna live my life like I'm running for president because I always said I was gonna run for president someday. And so I was like, I gotta stay out of trouble. I gotta keep, you know, keep clean. But I always envisioned it like a ladder. And if I kept to it, I would make it. That was just how I thought about things in my head. If I just stick with it, um, eventually my endurance will win out. And it happened a lot faster than it does for most people. Um, but, um, But I do think that mentality will serve you in the end. It's really about kind of that persistence and perseverance. A lot of the P's are really important. And it's... Like you said, right? It's it's not <clears throat> overthinking the like perfectionism element of things. It's just doing it and doing it to like what you think is the best choice or the best way or it, but it's doing it. Yeah. And I think that like you did a lot of those things. Like you just did it. You wrestled. You didn't know if you were going to be good. Mm-hmm. You just did it. So I think that yeah. that's like such a good lesson because so many of us when... 
I posted on the Better Together account, you know, asking people for questions for you. A lot of people, it's fear. How do you get over fear? Mm-hmm. Fear of starting a business, fear of getting into the business, especially women. We are crippled by fear mm-hmm. and judgment. And it's like, I look at you and you could have been like, hell no, I'm not wrestling. I'm going to look silly. And you didn't. And you did it. And you look, you were great, you yeah. know? So I think And I do like, it despite the fear. Correct. correct. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's funny. So, um... Before we get any deeper, what up, Heel Squad? As women, we are so good at not being cocky and, you know, full of ourselves. So we totally dismiss our accomplishments, which Kevin was working on with me the other night. He's like, you should be so proud of yourself. You made your first million before 25. You did this. You did that. You took care of your parents. You did all of it. You handled all of it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I kind of did. Like, there might be a moment where I'm like, I'm proud that I, you know, really took care of my my mom and whatever, or a moment of, oh, wow, I'm really proud I actually went forward with WrestleMania, even though I'd busted ribs and broken feet and the whole thing. But when you look at the collection of things, you're like, wow, I don't feel that on a day-to-day basis. I feel so nothing compared to even like 10% of what I've done. So that's definitely something we need to really start embracing. And and I took a page out of Bo's, um, Bo's uh, St. John, the CMO of Netflix's page where she talked about creating her hype crowd. And, you know, if we don't hype each other up, I mean, how how are we to even um, know what we've done? Because I know in my work environments, my superiors generally speaking, 99% of them wanted to hold me under, you know, keep me under their thumb or under their foot, tell me that I was shit so that I wouldn't renegotiate for more money because I was bringing ratings up. I was bringing the stars in. I was, I was winning for them, which only means at the next contract, you're going to have to pony up. (laughs) So if we teach her that she's shit and we really reinforce that she's shit enough, she won't ask for that. Or she won't know her value. She'll keep thinking she has to prove her value to us, which is another manipulation technique where it's like, oh no, you're not that great. So then you feel like, oh, oh, let me please you. Let me, let me, let me show you how much more I can do. And that's what I was doing, right? With with you guys, what do we do? We're always like, that was amazing. Thank you. That was great. Whatever. It's a different environment, right? Absolutely. And oh, yeah. so you don't have to feel like you have to get it from external sources. We're like, let's pat ourselves on the Internal back, pat hype. each other yep. on the back. Yep. And, um, and so it's, it's important if you're not getting it from your immediate superiors and the people you're working for to create your own. So you don't forget who you are and lose yourself in there and lose your value and lose your self-worth. So they did a number Boom. on me because eventually they wore me down. Um, but I I was starting my course yesterday in writing and realizing just kind of how much ADD I probably have undiagnosed because I'm like, Same. this is so hard. Yeah. Um, because, I, I'm, I, you know, if it's like one question by one question. So she was like, I'll, I'll make it simple for you. Like, I'll just, you know, tell you answer this here, answer that there. Um but I'm doing it. And that's the point is it doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to go forward and do it. You're going to learn each time. You're going to get stronger. It's like when you're trying to learn a new dance, you're going to put one 
one move next to the next move to the next move. It's going to be hard as shit in the beginning, but then eventually there's going to be a flow. So we can't expect to be amazing right off the bat, right? This course I'm going to look back on in 10 years, maybe if I ever even go down that path and be like, wow, that sucked. But right now it's going to be great because it's my best I can do right now. And you also still have like, even what you think is like crap, like it's going to be so good, Maria. Like you don't, I don't think you realize how much you give like how much value I mean even in a show where you're like and eh, that was like whatever that chat show was whatever I'm like what I got like 20 <laughs> like nuggets of like you know what I mean well that's how the story of my first book the every girl's guide mm-hmm. to life which I well Kevin and I did it together um the publisher said that we were writing a bad book and I was like I don't know is this shit I don't know like they're the big bad publisher and so I sent some chapters out to friends and, you know, people I respected, like old teachers, my choir sisters. I'm like, is this information that would be helpful to you? Because I could be totally crazy and think that this stuff is helpful and maybe it's not. And they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And of course the book was a New York Times bestseller for I think 10 straight weeks. Um, They couldn't keep it on the shelves. They had to keep reproducing books. It was really cool. So you know, you might not, because we take things for granted. Like I take my skill set for granted sometimes. Right. And I also think like with the course, I was like, well, I don't, what, what am I going to teach them? Just like one or two things. Like there isn't a lot. And then I started writing, I'm like, Oh shit, there's a lot. And that's why not everyone can do it. It's, it's, there is a recipe of so many things that have to come together. Even though I don't want to overwhelm you, there are a lot of pieces to the puzzle. So the more you can start acquiring those pieces and start putting them together for yourself, then you can, you know, move forward. But, um, but it's kind of funny that we're talking about this right now as I was starting to kind of script this out, but then I started realizing, oh, I could do this in a future one. And so I started writing that paragraph and this one and this one, and I haven't typed in so long that my thumb was so tired. I had to stop but that's um, exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. I'm curious. I'm stuck on the pieces. Will you talk to us kind of about the different pieces that you think are important or key for like someone who wants to get into this industry and into your business, into our business? What do you think those are? Uh, broad question, Kelsey, but I'll do my best. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm circling back on you just said that you think there's so many different pieces. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in, being a broadcaster, there are so many pieces mm-hmm. and making it in the business, there are so many pieces. Um, I really think that, you know, if you find someone that is a good person, that has vision, that's mm-hmm. smart and is going somewhere, hitch your wagon to them. Mm-hmm. You've hitched your wagon to us. Mm-hmm. I think that's smart because I think that we're a good wagon to hitch to, right? Mm -hmm. I hitched my wagon to Kevin at 19. I was like, all right, shit's going wrong for him right now, but I believe in him and I think he's going to figure it out. And I think he's going to help me figure it out. And against all odds, we were living in a basement on a floor next to many other humans and rats and, you know, cobwebs. Um, we figured it out. He figured it out. We figured it out and we did it together because we're better together. Um, so if you don't know how to get in, find someone that is 
and 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 work with them. So Kevin's been mentoring this girl Mackenzie, who's been a part of our world and life for a long time. We threw her wedding at our house in Connecticut, and she um, she wants to get into like mommy blogging. And he's like, "Go find a mommy blogger, kick ass for her." work your butt off. You know how to produce. We taught you how to produce. We taught you how to, you know, do all, go work for her, do everything you can to endear yourself to her. And eventually you're going to start to get that shine. You're getting the shine off of this show. You're co-hosting here. Yep. You're, you're a part of the the fabric of this show yep. and but people that, love right. you and they're fans of yours. Right. So if you wanted to say, screw you, Maria, someday you go off, you'll have your, your little thing. And then you can build it from there. I would never say screw you, Maria, but... But you no, know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you can break off if you really want to. Right. Now, you know, everybody's going to be different and everyone's going to have different paths. But if you really want to do something like this and you don't know how to get in, endear yourself to someone else. Learn from them, grow from them, appreciate them, of course. Um and and be honorable with how you do things but you know that's the kind of best way like there's so many people and so many examples of like co-hosts who have been able to live an extremely like like Howard Stern all of his posse they live very very big lives right and it's so easy to fault the you know the guy in the big chair and say well he's doing all this and or you could appreciate the shine that you're getting mm-hmm. and know how hard it is to be the guy in the chair. Right. 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 And so, um, you know, without naming names, people have really, really successful lives. And so sometimes the full shine not might not be for you. It might be too much for you. Cause there is a lot that goes with it, a lot of pain. Um, but you can do it like that. I always say, you know, that's the easiest and best route in everybody needs help. I always need help. Come in, kick ass, make it so I can't live without you. Pooja is a great example. Pooja, we couldn't afford when she came in. I don't know how it all happened. All of a sudden, Pooja was here. And I'm like, how are we going to pay for this? But then Pooja started kicking ass. And guess what? She's paying for herself, right? I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. 
you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. That's it. That's it. Pooja, would you like to say something? <laughs> I was just going to say thank, thank you. <laughs> with their mics, everybody. So they have to push a button to speak. So it takes this it takes awkward moment. It's like, ah. But it's true. Like, so you come in and you're helping me with all these other things. Like you pay for yourself. And I now can't live without you because you're such an essential part of this team. You're the organized, like detailed one on the team where I know I can go to you for X, Y, and Z. Like, and you bring a great voice to the show too, but you know, it, you gotta go in and you have to, you have to, um, make yourself invaluable wherever. So we always need people. So go be that person for somebody and learn and grow and be essential to their team. And you will figure it out from there. And I think too, it's like, I love that Marin. I think don't get discouraged if, the first person you try and hitch to mm-hmm. isn't the right person. You know, yeah. like I have hitched myself to many a people that have not been the right people. Kevin Maria were my people. They were my right people. And I knew it going into After Buzz. I was like, I want to hitch myself to them. <laughs> then I met Kevin and I was like, yup. Then I met Maria and I was like, yup, yup. Like, so I think don't be discouraged if, you know, like Ariana said, mm-hmm. it's like getting over that, like doing, what it, what was it? One more time over... Getting up one more time, then we fall down. Exactly. And that's the thing. So then the other part of it is once you're in, oh, it's hard, people. Again, it's not for everyone. The pace of trying to win on a higher level, whether it's being a doctor, you know doctors are working around the clock. We know Dr. Aaron and working around the clock, holidays, weekends, busting ass, okay? Nothing worth it comes easy. Unfortunately, it just isn't. I wish there was another way. There isn't. Um, and there's going to be a period of time where it's got to be like that. And then it gets easier in some ways and harder again in other ways. So there is a lot of cycles to it, but it's not easy. And when you're called on to rise, you have two options. And we've talked about this, Kelsey, you've had a moment where you were either going to rise or you're going to crumble under the pressure and you rose but I've seen 99% of people crumble and then they make it your fault. And is it their fault or is it that you couldn't step up? You couldn't see past your defense mechanisms to say, oh, this is an opportunity for growth. Oh, they're sharing this with me for my better growth. It just sucks because I'm going to have to like adjust, change, push a little harder, whatever it is to get to that next level. Everything's a level and it's a leveling up and you're going to have to stretch to get to that next level. And it's really hard. It's really hard. Kevin looked at me so many times. I wanted to kill him so many times. He was like, honey, (laughs) I don't know how to tell you this, but we're in a jam. They're doing X, Y, and Z to us. 
the only way out is to work harder. That's the only thing I can see. We're going to have to work harder. He's like, I'm going to do everything I can to support you, but we're going to have to work harder. And I'm like, how much harder can I go? You're like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) It's like 48 out of 52 weeks, seven days a week. How much harder can I go? But you can. And you do. Um, If that's what you really, really want. But if you really just want a simpler life, you have to be honest with yourself and the people around you. You know what? This isn't for me. And that's great. Right. Right. By the way, same thing for me. I'm not on the same pace level that I was before. I can't do that. So, um, so you have to be honest and, and have time to kind of reflect on what you really want. And at each juncture, things kind of change. Um, but yeah, it takes, it takes a real, determination, a real will, a real level of endurance and um, the ability to continue to morph and change and grow. I love, I'm just sitting in here. Like I love when RGF, something that Kevin says, and then you say are like the same. Literally last week we talked about knowing what you want versus what you really want. If you want to be healthy, but you're smoking six cigarettes a day no what you really want is to smoke those six cigarettes it's not to be healthy. so anyways i love it i think that that's like it's true it's so true know what you really want and be okay with Mm -hmm. if it's not you know at the end of the day getting into the industry or whatever you want like you said just to have an easier happy life that's fine be okay with that yeah but know what you really want anyways i love that yeah yeah and pushing through fear is a really really big one yeah it's a really big one. Like I, I'm having to kind of push through different fears now. Um, and it's hard, you know, you have to come out of your comfort zone. You have to like put yourself out there and, um, but that's the only way to get to the other side. Yeah. And I think it's important, especially for young people right now, like my age who are getting into the industry to know it's going to be so scary. Like when I first started, it was so scary, not because you guys were scary, but just because I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my first, like, real job. And I think a lot of my friends right now, too, it's everyone's going. Now everyone's kind of getting over the hump because it's been, like, you know, a few months into our all of our jobs. But it's like, you're scared shitless. And you're like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, I and if something goes wrong, it's on you. Like, you can't just put it on anyone else. Like, now it's, it's you're the person who has the job? Like, you know, when you're an intern, it's like, okay, your supervisor should have checked, blah, 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 blah. Like, if I do something wrong, it's not on Kelsey, it's on me. It's not on you, it's on me. And so just knowing like it will get, it will get easier. Like you'll get in your groove, you'll get mm-hmm. in your flow. Every Like you'll start to acclimate and you'll start to adapt and it'll be fine. But no, like, I think it's good you're saying, like there's going to be a little hump mm-hmm. and it's going to suck. Maybe in more places it'll suck less like here. It didn't really suck that bad. It was just scary. You'll get over it and and it'll be okay. But I wish I heard that like coming into adulthood that it's it's going to be a little scary and yeah. and you're going to have major growth. <laughs> Kelsey knows all about it. Well, I <laughs> she always hears too, me rant. It's like what Maria is saying. It's like, know that it's, you get over the hump, but it's not like you coast after the hump. No, there's like, another one coming. There's yeah. another hump. Like, <laughs> yeah. More I'm, and more. Exactly. I'm on a different hump than Pooja is. Maria's right. on a different hump than I am. Like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, life is hard. Yeah. It is hard. But it is you, a game. You now have like that experience from the first one True. that it's like, okay, I, now I know how to handle myself. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. confidence. Yeah. You build yes. your confidence. 
confidence. Exactly. Yeah. And P, the great thing about you is you were humble and you were forthright. Like if you made a mistake, you're like, I'm so sorry that won't happen again. And I believed you. Right. And, and I know as someone who, you know, is a lot more experienced, by the way, I had my first assistant, I think I was 23. That's so crazy. Wow. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I feel so bad. I thought they were supposed to be superhuman and do everything. That's what everybody told me. They're like, they would give you the sheet. Like, this is what you need to send out for your resume. Like you want, you want them to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's how they do it. So, So then you think that this person in the job of an assistant is supposed to be superwoman or superman. They're supposed to know everything. Like there was, there was an assistant for Tom Cruise who told me that if she heard him from the other side of the room say, Oh, I want to see that movie. She would have it in his hands like the next minute. Like she was super, super like human. And so you're just kind of feeling your way through and I'm bumping my head trying to do 20 hour days and all this stuff. And now I got to manage this person and oh, they're disappointing me at every turn because they're not superhuman. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely a whole different person now in this position than I was when I was younger. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing and I had such expectations. Um, and I feel so bad. Luckily 90% of them are still in my life and love me because <laughs> they know I'm a good person <laughs> and I love them. But, um, I'm sure there are a few who are like, she's a nightmare. And I'm like, I didn't know. But, um, but I think, I think I forget where I was going with this with you. Um, I think that, oh, I was saying I'm in a different position now where I know you're not supposed to be superhuman. I know that you're going to make mistakes and I have to have the patience and the empathy to say, okay, I'm going to ride with you and keep teaching you so that you can know what I need how I need it done, blah, blah, blah. Cause everyone's going to have their ways. Um, but your humility and your, um, your kind of detailed, you know, nature really helped. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really big lesson for people. You have to be, you have to be truly apologetic if you are screwing up and you have to make it so that you don't have to have the same thing happen over and over. Right. You don't want to be saying the same shit over and over. Why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? So it's like there's a maturity that comes with having a job. You've mm-hmm. got to like take ownership and you've got to fix whatever it is. I think it's a good lesson too for, you know, supervisors. You're really good, Maria. You like there's been a couple of times where it's like I've done, I don't know, messed up on something and been like truly like scared shitless to tell you because I've had other bosses that would have like lit me on fire Mm -hmm. and I've been so surprised now I'm not surprised because I know who you are but like starting out I was surprised of like how like okay you were like okay then let's like let's fix it next time like let's do better next time like so I think that that's such a good lesson for leaders supervisors bosses whatever you are like know that your assistants or your whomever is like they aren't super human and like they can't do everything. So if they are going to say that they will fix it next time, then it's like, okay, they mess up the same thing 14 times. It's like, that's a little bit of a different story. Right. Right. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. That's very fair. That's fair. But you're really good at like, like I'm, I can think of a couple where I was like, Oh my God. And then you didn't bite my head off, which I was like, wait, what? That's never happened to me before. So anyways, here's the key is if I know you're working hard and you're really trying, 
what am I going to do? Right. I I can't. There's no, there's no way. But if you're, you know, screwing around and you don't care and it's obvious, then yeah, it's going to be a problem and it's not going to last. But I, I think it was when I had surgery and I was off the crazy pace and the merry go round, because when you're in that pressure position, and I was telling um, Erica Nardini this. I said, you know, I watched, I, I saw this quick headline um, recently about a 24-year-old who had built this billion-dollar business. 24, okay? And her employees were taking her down. And they were like, it's so crazy that, you know, it was so toxic and all of this stuff. And I was like, I really challenge any of those people to think of what they would be like at 24 running a billion-dollar company. No one's perfect, okay? And yes, it might be. I don't know anything, but I do know how hard it is to run a ship. And at 24, you know nothing, okay? So you're just trying. So you've got to have some room for like empathy and say, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe she's going to learn or I, I should just leave this situation. This isn't working for me. Find something else or whatever. But it's really hard when you expect the same from people who were in high pressure positions. So for me, I was, you know, before I, you know, had my brain tumor, I was hosting E! News, um, trying to, uh, going through IVF, which that stuff makes you crazy for sure. I called my doctor one day and I said, I want to drive my car through a brick wall and I mean it. And she goes, stop taking the meds, stop taking the meds. I'm like, okay, okay. And I didn't know the tumor was growing in my head with the hormones being increased. So my head was exploding, like the pressure was so bad. So anyhow, my mom um, had been diagnosed with, you know, stage four brain cancer. Like there was a lot of pressure on me. So yeah, am I going to handle myself the best possible way? No, it's not. It's just not easy to. Um and you're going to have your moments. But, um, but I think it was after surgery where I realized, what am I, what, what are we all thinking in this business? <laughs> we all think that assistants are supposed to be superhumans. 90% of the ones that came my way had never traveled out of their state, have never left California. Why am I expecting a 20 something year old to book my travel accordingly? I've traveled for now 20 years. How am I expecting them to know even a, a hundredth of what they need to know if they've never even traveled? What well, what are we all thinking in this business? But that's kind of the norm here is this is what you should be expecting of someone. And I laughed recently because a friend of mine is looking for an assistant and she sent me the like the call the call out sheet like this is what I'm looking for and I literally cracked up laughing because I know she got it from some other executive who interviews for assistance who also is looking for that superhuman perfect person that does not exist and I was like you're never going to find this this is insanity you think that someone in their early 20s is supposed to mark be a marketing expert be a sales expert be you know uh, an executive uh, you know running your company doing deals for you like what are we friggin talking about but it's it's this thing that just kind of happens and an expectation level that just is passed on and passed on and I only realized it after I had some time to just stop and think I was like this is crazy time. So that's when I stopped having assistance. I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. First of all, I'm going to know how to do my shit better than anybody. I'm done. That's it. Now, 
I keep making the mistake of trying to do my own travel and I don't know why I did. Obviously I do farm out my big trips. Um, but yeah, that's just not my thing. <laughs> Kevin was a, a lot. Kevin was watching me book travel the other day and he's like, this isn't your thing, honey. And I'm like, no, I hate it. It stresses me out so much. It's and you take me for granted and I do it all and you complain about this flight time and this car <laughs> and this, that. I go and I have to do it all. He's like, I'll take it over. And I go, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Travel's the worst. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, those are those are the realizations. I love that. Um, I love that. We had some good um, questions from mm -hmm. some of our Patreon people and from some of our interns okay. that I threw out in front of you, but a couple of them, I think were really, really good. Okay. You, do you want Shoot. me to, do you want me to read them? Yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. I have to pull. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Can hey. I choose my favorite? Choose your favorite. Okay. And then I'll choose one after you. Um, This one was about burnout. So, uh, that's the one I was going to do. Oh my God. So, uh, a Patreon member asked, what are some long-term and short-term tactics you use to combat burnout? Hmm. <clears throat> well, as someone who deals with extreme fatigue <laughs> on a daily basis, I'm still figuring that out. Uh, Yoga Nidra has been really, really helpful because I will stop once a day for sure and do it. In the middle of my day to kind of replenish and, and get my head not to hurt anymore. Um, and then I will do it in the mornings as well. So now I've definitely kind of upped my yoga nidra game because it just feels so good. Um, and then what I used to do is um, I used to take like a half a Friday off where um, I would tell my assistant at the time, I would say, hey, nothing gets scheduled you know, Friday past noon, anything has to get done, has to get done before then. When I'm done with the show, I am out and I am done. So those moments when I was kind of burning out or exhausted, I would do things like that. Um, I would have a day where I just don't use my phone. I'm like, okay, today I'm going to leave my phone. I'm not going to use it at all. And the world's just going to have to go around. Um, and I would do things that would replenish me. You have to be careful depending on where you are with burnout, you know, going on a hike might actually hurt you more than help you, but you have to kind of feel it out. Like, am I going to be more tired or is this going to reinvigorate me? So I would do things that I know fill my cup and nature fills my cup. It makes me feel so good. So maybe I won't go on like an extreme hike, but I'll go on a walk through the neighborhood where I can smell the roses and feel good. Um, I try to do that. And then I'm trying to be kind to myself and realize that, um, you know, if you're burnt out, you've probably gone through a lot. Um, and so I have been burnt out. I've gone through a lot. I've had a lot. And so I, I try to be, I try, I don't always succeed. I try to be compassionate with myself and try to remind myself like you've been through a lot. Not everybody goes through major brain surgery. Not everyone has to watch their mom go through major brain surgery. Not everyone has a dad who keeps soaring through the sky and hitting trees with his minivan and, and crashing. <laughs> Guys, I, did I show I you the newest picture? No. no. My dad showed me the picture. They went back to the scene of the crime. My dad, if you guys didn't hear this in a prior episode, uh, while we were in Italy, um, his blood sugar dropped so extremely low 
that he didn't realize he was going off a dead end, soared through the sky 10 feet, hit a tree mid, like a super tall tree. You see the smash in the middle of the tree where he nicked the tree um, and then fell down 20 feet into a ravine where he hit more trees. And the trees are what stopped him from hitting other things, I guess. So, um, yeah, like we... <laughs> it oh just my is. God. Oh it my just goodness. is what it is. So you just kind of, um, you have to like give yourself some some compassion and some empathy and realize that um, some of us have to deal with more things than others and, you know, may make you more tired emotionally, spiritually, physically. So whatever makes you feel better in those areas, you have to incorporate into your yeah. days. Yeah. I love that. This one kind of ties into it um, a little bit. When going through intense hardships while also having to navigate life as a very or as a very busy entrepreneur, um, what is something, if any advice or a certain thing that keeps you motivated and going each and every day? Uh, the motivation is usually to keep food on the table for everybody. Mm. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's always, I, I got to keep going. I got to make sure I can still take care of everybody. That's always my thing. I want to make sure that um, my family's taken care of. And so that's always been my motivation um, because that was the reason I wanted to make it in the first place was to take care of my family. So um, that that's what helps me keep going. But, um, you know, dealing with crisis is something I've recently realized that Kevin and I are super experts at. Um, we know how to put our superhero capes on and run and go. And, um, and so it's our superpower I'm realizing. And, uh, and we just know how to do it because we know how to drop everything and just figure it out. Now we also know how to kind of, shift and help each other. So when I am beyond exhausted and need a break, Kevin jumps in and he handles things. Um, I find that to be a really huge privilege because a lot of people are doing this on their own. Um, but you have to be able to ask for help. I think when you're going through crisis, whether you like it or not, and if you don't have a Kevin, um, you need to be able to ask for help. You have to be able to ask for help. And um, as I've realized, and somebody recently was saying this too, and I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was like a Wayne Dyer or something. The people you think are going to be there are not the ones who will be there. You'll always be surprised. And now having had, I think it was with Diane Gray, um, our, our grief doula, we had a, a special, our Patreon heal event with her. I think it was with her that I realized, yeah, some people are good in crisis. And those are the ones who are going to put the superhero cape on for you. The ones that don't, we have to have some empathy for, because even though we wish they would do for us what we do for them, that's us having expectations and expectations are always a setup for, for, for letdown. And no matter how much I know that I still fall into that trap, but, um, but it's always going to be the people who are good at it. So make sure you have at least one of those people in your posse. <laughs> right. That was like Evie Pomporis. Literally yeah. when my parents were in the hospital, she's like, honey, I'm getting on a plane and I'm coming to help you. You can't do this alone. And I'm like, 
Both my parents were just released to me. They both have COVID still. You can't get COVID. I'm not going to no. know. Like, and she was serious. She really would have gotten on a plane. She meant it. And I know it. And I'm so grateful to have people like her in my life that, and you who will in those moments set fear aside and say, you know, somebody needs help. Yep. And I think, I mean, it's massive. You have to ask, like you said, you have to, have to, have to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yes. Here's another one. Okay. What are some of the biggest challenges you faced as an entrepreneur? And when you decided this was the path you wanted to take, what um, was the process of starting? Like, what did that look like for you? I think the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is figuring out how you're going to pay for everything when money isn't coming in. And so with AfterBuzz, for example, we deficit financed that company for over a decade. And at some point when I wanted to shut it down, um, I remember it was right after my surgery. I think I did a speech there and shared my story with everybody. And there were letters that had come in prior from a couple of people who said how much it changed their lives being at AfterBuzz and, and learning from us and how much... Their lives were impacted in ways that we would never know. And these beautiful letters just like poured in right at that moment where I was like, huh. And I remember Joan Rivers had said, um, I remember hearing a story that she would put all of her housekeepers kids through college and how important she thought it was to have an education and how she went to that expense to make sure that they were educated And I remember hearing that when I was younger and being like, that's amazing. I want to be able to do that someday. And then I realized, oh shit, I'm doing that. Like we have hundreds of kids who want to be hosts, who want to do what I do. And we've built this platform where they actually get in instantly. They're on camera. They're gaining fans, gaining credibility, gaining real, getting jobs. We're mentoring through, through the whole process. We're helping to get them jobs. And I was like, oh, I'm not just doing it for three or four people. I'm doing it for now thousands of, of young aspiring hosts. So I was like, maybe I should stick with this a little longer. (laughs) And, and if that's my contribution, that's me paying for those kids college. That makes me feel good. And so I'm going to keep doing it. So that was a shift in, okay, this isn't making money. It is a lot of work. And by the way, a lot of pain along the way too because it's not easy. But that's when I shifted the mentality around why I was doing it. And it felt like a greater mission for me um, than just, okay, is this going to turn into something? And and how is this all going to work? And so, um, you know, we had to take a break um, during COVID, but I'm really proud of what we did and and how many people that we helped. So. I love that. No, AfterBuzz was the best. I remember when I heard about it for the first time, I was like, wait, is this a joke? You just go and you get accepted? Because here's the thing, right? And I don't know, most people probably know this, but if you want to be a host, they tell you you have to have experience and you have to have a reel. Mm-hmm. But then to how get you an sp- agent. To get an agent. But then how are you supposed to get that if no one's giving you the time? So it's like, what do you do? It's this catch-22. And I yeah, remember hearing- You can't get a job without an agent. You can't get an agent right. without the job. So it's the chicken or the egg. Exactly. So it's like, uh, okay. And I remember hearing about AfterBuzz and I was like, wait, what? It's like this glorified grad school where like, and Maria's the biggest name in the business and she's the best. So it's like, the, anyways, it was 
a hot second I was there and now I'm with you forever, but it was the best thing in the whole world. And I miss talking about TV every day. Yeah. Every day. But okay, here's another one, Maria. I like this one a lot. Um, If my phone will unlock. (laughs) Okay. Ooh. When someone in the family becomes successful, I know it can be, there can, it can cause resentment. How do you handle jealousy? Not well. (laughs) (laughs) Not well. Um, That is a challenge. Yeah. That's a huge challenge because probably because I'm successful, I'm also so happy for everybody else's successes. So I just don't understand it. And I also, again, excuse me, I understand the shine effect, right? I look at someone in my family that just boggles my mind, boggles my mind that after a very long separation, this person was allowed back into my life and instantly is a part of massive events, massive things, and then still couldn't keep it together and still like had to be a dick. (laughs) And you're like, you could have had it all. Even despite you were forgiven, all these things were done for you, but you can't help yourself. And so it's really hard for me to understand it because I'm like, if I was in their shoes, I would want to be super nice and like hope that whatever come came my way, I would be like thankful for, you know? Um, and, and, you know, I'm someone who has shared so much of my success with, you know, various family members and stuff and gone out of my way to help people. And, and so, yeah, that, that's a really challenging one for me. Um, and so a lot of therapy guys <laughs> truly though. currently still in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not. That's why they say it's lonely at the top. And so, and that's why, you know, a lot of times we want to quit and just have a normal life because we just wish things would be easier because it can be very painful, very lonely, very hard. And then you're like, okay, that's not really for me. Unfortunately, that's not me. And I'm not going to be happy in that situation either. So then you have to just kind of forge your own path. Sometimes you have to create your own family. Um, I was just telling my dad this the other day when I was home. I said, dad, you know, you have to start your new life now. You know, like my dad lost my mom, his dog and his brother all in a matter of months. And I said, we're all forging our new normal. And it hasn't been normal for five years we haven't had a normal kind of holiday or anything. It's all been hard. So we have to create what those new things are going to look like. We have to create, um, you know, new things and new things to look forward to. So, um, you know, I'm creating my family and the people that I want to be around me that are going to make me better and expect more of me and keep me to, you know, hold me to the, the fire and stuff and, and people who are going to be happy for me. Um, and so, yeah, that's all I'm doing. I think it's so hard as a female too, right? It's like, I don't know. I just think we carry so much shame and guilt and feel like we need to like, Oh, I'm sorry. Make it good for everyone else. Right. Don't be jealous. Don't be. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, that's a, that's a difficult one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's not your responsibility to make someone feel good about themselves just because you're doing, just because you're doing well. That's making them feel bad about themselves. That's not your fault. 
You shouldn't dim yourself down. Oh yeah. Uh, how I've do we get past? Been that? So good at it, Pooja. <laughs> um, that's that's been the thing. Is I yeah. was taught. My mom told me. Maria, they're just jealous. Don't give them a reason to be jealous. So from like high school, I would dim as much as I could. It doesn't mean that the opposite didn't happen in moments where I was at a pageant and I won and I was like, oh my God. But I dimmed myself as much as I could to survive. And that's happened in so many scenarios throughout my years that I'm having to unravel all of that to to realize, wait, it's also made me not have self-worth and not value myself because I've been so good at being like, oh no, I'm nothing. It's nothing. Oh, you know, to make people feel comfortable. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But that's on them. Oh, but like, how do you get there? That's so hard. Mm -hmm. That's so hard. Okay. My last one, Maria, which I really like this. Is there anything you would have done differently throughout your career experience journey? Yeah, I think there are. I think that, there are moments where you lose your humility. Um, and I definitely think I, I fell into some traps of what I was told things were supposed to look like or how it was supposed to be. Cause I would look at the people ahead of me and kind of mimic behavior and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that was stupid. Why did I do that? Or how come I acted like this? Why did I think I, I should have had this. So there are like little teeny moments, nothing like major um, cause I think overall I was, um, grateful and all of that, but there, you know, there are moments where I'm like, I shouldn't have been looking at them. They weren't the right model. <laughs> so you have to be really careful who you're taking advice from. I always say it, who you're taking advice from. And, um, you know, like there were little things like, They would have us do these local news cut-ins and the people around me always bitched about them. Like, oh, I got to go do the cut-in. Meanwhile, Kevin would be like, Maria, no, you get to go do the cut-in. It's later in the day, so it makes your day longer. And they made it like so, such a negative thing that I was just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm being used and, or, or, um, yeah, like I'm being used in a sense and, and, you know, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. And now I look back and I'm like, no, that was just more exposure actually. And, and that was really silly of me to adopt their beliefs and make them my own. Um, so it's, it's little things like that, that, you know, you can't pitch a perfect game. So you look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't the best way to handle that. Um, so it's like little things like that. Well, I think you're making up for it by now sharing literally everything with us. Thanks. So yes. there you go. That herd mentality is hard though. Mm. You know, it's like you, it, Kev always talks about it. It's the barstool people, right? They just drag you down. It's so easy to go down because having your own opinion, you get looked at like you're crazy and our society teaches us don't be anyway. So that's, yeah. that's a difficult one. I always say like, oh my God, please take your advice from not the middleman. Not the best friend who right. may be jealous of you and you don't even know it. Take it from super successful people. And so that is your best bet because there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, you're being used, you're being this, you're being that. I watch people in our lives, you know, have assumptions and and kind of screw themselves out of a really good situation with really good people because they let the voices get to them. 
And so I'm lucky that I had a real strong rudder. Um, so there were only like these teeny little things that, okay, that was stupid. I was so young. What did I know? Like I really was so young, um, when I started out in this business, but yeah, I think you have to be super, super careful. Um, so. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I feel like that was fun. I, I want to do more of these. I'm grateful that we're on this journey together. And of course I want it to grow and I want for us to reach more people. So if you can share it with people, share it with a friend, that would be incredible. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.